We serve a God that is real. He is the true and living God. no matter who or which one of us realizes it. He is the true and living God. And there is coming a time and a day that each and every one of us will stand before the true and living God. And we're going to give an account of the things that we've done in the body. So just like the words of encouragement and, and everything, God has been speaking to us from way early this morning. And the semblance of it continues to ring the same. My friends, we are living in a time and God is trying to get our intention and he has been. And for some of us, we just continue to go our own way. We continue, we hear what is being said, but we're not receiving it. And we continue just to go in our own way. And as he has spoken to us from way early this morning, he's saying the same thing that he continues to say, the same thing that he's been saying. And yes, my heart is really heavy even to the point of grief right now. Because if we knew the true and living God that we serve, then it ought to make a difference as we claim him as Lord and Savior and God Almighty. And so what he's been saying since way early this morning, it speaks to and it points to one, understanding and realizing the value of the opportunity that we have, the privilege that we have to be able to come together in the name of Jesus and to honor God. Not in, it, 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 he's called us to honor him in a way that satisfies him, not in just any way that we want to present to him. And it's high time that we begin to get that. And the only way, it's only one thing, and it's one thing only, and it's by the word, it's us receiving the word. And being, and when I say receiving the word, the word is going forth, but are we receiving the word? Not for what you need it to be, what you want it to be, and you hear me say this all the time, but for what God is sending it for. 
And it's a shame. It really is. It's a shame that we want to call on God at our times of need. When we need him to show up. But for him to even be able to speak anything that he wants, as he has already proclaimed in his word that this, is, this first day of the week is a day that he, not, not you, but a day that he has set aside, that the, his children could come together and to worship him in spirit and in truth. Not to come together and to, and to give him what they want to give him, but to worship him in such a way that he is pleased. And it's sad. And not just in this place, but all over the place. In, in many gatherings, uh, the people that we just coming together in, in a way that we want to come and in, in, in present what we want. As though it's supposed to be acceptable to him. But yet, let us be in any type of trouble. Let us be in any type of hardship. Let us be in any type of pain. And then we call in on the name of, of, of Jesus and we call in on God in such a way that in a, with an expectation for him to come and come quickly. This is our expectations of him, but yet he could not have anything, any expectations of us. Who are we? Who are we? And so, yes, God is calling for a change. By his word, and then I to break each and every one of our hearts to the utmost. The spirits that is sent through, that is operating in individuals to, to, to destroy the spirit of, of is sent out just like uh, it just like it was said, that is sent out to destroy and to combat or to come against the spirit of the living God. And it's in and it's in its, its weapons is is us. They're supposed to be on the side of, of, of the kingdom of God. And it's sad. It's sad to the utmost. It truly is. It's heartbreaking, is what it is, my friend. And, it's that, and, and, and we go right along from one week to the next as though it's nothing. And like nothing's happening. But like I said, yet let us uh, fall into any type of hardship. Let us land, uh, end up in the hospital or the emergency room and see who are we calling on. And not just calling on them, but we calling on them with a real expectation for them to show up. Then, but can he count on us showing up when he needs us to show up? With the right heart and the right mindset, with the whole heart. There's just something to think about. I don't even, it's just more than anything that God just wants to be able to, uh, Speak to our hearts in such a way that, that will give us the truth to think about. And, to, and, and, and then thinking about it, that we do a true examination because, my friends, we are, we are living and we are moving into a time that is going to require our whole heart yielded over to God. That it's going to count uh, us 
a, a, a real understanding that this is not church as usual. And that God is not playing a game. And, and, and I don't know about you, but the Spirit of God, I wish that you could uh, experience and have this encounter with the Spirit of God because he's real. And, and, the, and the Spirit of God himself can be grieved to the utmost. That's why it says in his word, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Because he is sensitive. He's a, a, a person of God and he, and, and, and he can be grieved. Do you understand that? We understand our grief when, and our, our uh, pain and our hardship when someone that said something or did something that we don't like. We understand what that comes with. But do we understand that we're talking about the third person of the Godhead that he can be and is grieved by those that, uh, that, that he's empowered to actually become children of God, to become his children, to become his children. And no, this ain't the word that God, that I study for all week, but it's one that God is just placing in my heart right now because it's sad. And we need healing and deliverance from it. And I don't, you know, it, it don't, it, what I study for don't mean nothing. If we can't if God can't touch our hearts. And I don't know what the appeal is. I don't know how to, uh, to appeal. I don't know how to appeal to you, each and every one of us. I don't know how to appeal to you. But what I do know is that God himself, that each and every one of us, each and every one of you, have called on the name of, of God at some point in time and you, when you desperately needed him and you had a real hope and expectation for him to show up. But who can God call on that's going to show up with their whole, whole heart and with the right spirit is what I'm saying. <clears throat> and at some point we ought to be ashamed of ourselves. If you don't feel the shame within your own self, then it ain't going to be no change. There ain't no change for no one that, that, don't, um, that, that just want to take from God and don't have no heart to give to God what he wants, not what you want to give. And so over the last uh, several weeks, we've been uh, talking about Christian liberty. And it's a beautiful thing what God has done through Christ Jesus that gives us Christian liberty that makes us free in him. But we don't understand the value and in, in, in one of the things that Christian liberty uh, is beginning to show us as we go through this series, it's going to show us that until we understand what Christ actually done for us, then there ain't no real sense of Christian liberty because then we only we hear the words and we use Christian liberty as a, a means to do what we want to do, not to serve him. And the way that we understand that uh, what Christ has done for us, you have to understand the state that you were in. And that's the problem. Because nobody really understands the state that we were in and what Christ has really delivered us from because we all think that we was halfway good in some shape, fashion, or form. 
And until a man, a person, realized that you were no good and that none of us is good, no, not one, that none of us deserved eternal life, but yet we have that opportunity through the blood of Christ Jesus until we can see who we were, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and that you were in that place. See, we hear the words, but you don't even really know. In your heart, you don't know what it means. Because if we did, then there's no way that we would treat God like we do. It's no way. It's impossible. It would be impossible for you to stay in self enough that, you, that we would treat God the way that we do, even coming to this place. And that's the only true place where real change can happen is when we understand and when we know what God has rescued us from. And he's been telling us for years over and over again in many different ways how he's removed every you know, sin far as the east is from the west. That, don't do, that ain't good enough because we ain't getting it how he's been told us that he, he's uh, wiped away every one of our transgression. You know, and as powerful as that saying is, we still don't get it because it's something about self that don't realize what, how messed up we were in the state that we really were in, that we were doomed. And we don't remember that. And we don't remember it because we don't know it. Because if we knew it, then uh, we would, uh, and being rescued out of that place, then we wouldn't have to be reminded of that. We would be so joyful in the freedom and in, in, in the place that he's brought us to that we could not continue in self. That we would glorify his name from, from this day till, till, there ain't, till, till the end of time or till we see his face. But yet the, the enemy can distract us with all kinds of different things. And the biggest distraction is, is, is oneself as to what we think that we deserve or, or whatever it is. I don't know. But I, I know it's just, today is just one of them days that it's come, it's come to a climax for me, my friend. It really is. And, it, and it's come to a climax because my heart is filled with compassion. That if, man, if we really understood what, what is going on, how, man, do you really understand what this time and what this stuff is really all about and what has really happened? That we wouldn't put ourselves, let alone anybody else, ahead of God. And that includes our children or, any, or our brothers, our sisters, our mamas, or our daddies. Ahead of, of God in our life. But this is what we do all the time. But the sad part about it is that your mama and your daddy your brother, your sister, your son, or your daughter ain't going to be standing with you at the judgment seat of Christ. Not even your husband or your wife, my friend. 
not your best buddy or whoever you think is the closest to you. Nobody is going to be able to give an account when you're standing before Christ but you. And because nobody else is going to be standing with you, guess what? Ain't nobody else going to be an excuse. No, not one. Oh, well, my, uh, you know, my, my, my husband, he wouldn't let me do this, and he, he always stopped me, and he always, he, uh, oh, my wife, you know, she always, you know, no, it ain't about your wife, my friend. It ain't about your husband. It ain't about your, your daughter. It ain't about your son. It ain't about my mama. Oh, well, my mama, she wouldn't, she didn't do this, and she didn't do this, and Yo, and even when I got grown, she, didn't, she still didn't do this. Yo, your mama ain't going to be no excuse, my friend. Or no reason. And God has been too good to us. He didn't brought you through just, just like Miss Dakeem just said. Just if you just take one minute, one iota of time to realize what God has brought you through in this life just thus far, it is, it's, it's worthy of all of his praise. All of it. And for some of us, God then brought us from some very uh, rugged places and brought us through some very difficult situations. Some of his, he's even saved us off our deathbed. And you know it. But yet we'll still... That'll last for a moment. And then we'll easily go right back into self. How could this be? And somehow think that, oh, he's talking to somebody else. No, he's talking to you. So don't think about who else he's talking about or who else this applies to. No, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. Every one of us individually, that's who he's talking to. Because every one of us individually is going to stand before the judgment seat. And the sad part about it, I know, uh, I believe for a fact that every one of us in here didn't uh, proclaim Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And in that, didn't uh, God is faithful to have made your reservation. His faithfulness has given you a reservation in eternity. That's why you're going to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. But then how is it that he can make, make your reservation, but then we, we won't do nothing but stay in self? After him showing us all that he's shown and bringing us through all that he's brought us through, but yet we, we, don't get, we don't have the right understanding about this relationship. Somehow we think this is about us. That God is for me. No, this is about you being for God. For the rest of your stay here, meaning that this is the why the word tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, that if he, he died for all, that those who live, that means those who have, that he's made a, a reservation for, should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So your life don't belong to you. If you have a reservation, it belongs to him. 
It belongs to him. And we need to understand that. We need to get back to that place where, you, where we can begin to humble ourselves before the only true God and quit using one another and each other in, in, all, in, rel, in relationships as an excuse to stay where you are. Because you're only fooling yourself. You only are fooling yourself. If you, for one moment, even try an excuse like that because it don't fly, my friend. It's only good for you. But unfortunately, it ain't you that's going to be on the judgment side. It's going to be him. I'm talking about doing the judging. And so something has to change, and it, and it needs to be today. Something has to change, and it needs to be today. This is why the word is so important, and he says it in the book of Psalms, that he sent his word to heal and to deliver them, which is his people which is you and me, which is uh, just like he spoke that to the, the, the children of Israel. He's speaking that in this day and time under the new covenant to those that he's given a reservation to. He has sent his word that it may heal and deliver you. I ain't talking about what you want to receive his word to do. I'm talking about what he sent it for. And that what, she's, what he sent it for is what he's gonna get, uh, you're going to give an account about. Not what, uh, what you did with it, what you thought or what you understood or what you didn't know. It's only going to be for, uh, according to what he sent it for. And this is why you've been encouraged and God is continuing to encourage us. Yes, you need to be at Bible study. Yes, you need to be at church with, the, with your whole heart. Open. You need to be where he's giving the word out. You need to be at the, uh, the fellowships, whether it's the women's ministry, men's ministry, whatever it is. And if we had the real thirst for it, then just like, in, uh, uh, like it was said earlier this morning, that it, it, we would realize the invitation that, we, that, that we've been given. Because if one of you got an invitation in the mail a couple years ago from President Obama when he was the president to come to the White House and had your ticket in there and everything, then you would, uh, you would make, break through every wall, every barrier to keep that, to, to take advantage of that invitation. And not only would you break through every barrier, you've been told everybody about it. You've been to spread the news. but yet not realizing the invitation that God has given us as he invites us to this place because you're not here because uh, you wanted to be here. You're not here. You, we are here by invitation, my friends. I know some of us is here because we grew up in the church and my mama drug us to church and, 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 and made us go to church and all that stuff and we just think that it's, because it's what we obligated or should do. But even in that, my friend, just because that's what our experience was or that's what our thoughts was. No, the truth is, is we are here by invitation. And that invitation came in Hebrews chapter uh, 10 when he said, forsake not the assembly. Yeah. 
because I've called an assembly, God says. And upon the first day of the week that I have an expectation that I want to have an encounter with you, that I'm coming by my spirit to uh, encounter with you. So today is the day that God says that he, he, he needs hearts to change whole hearts because there are some intentions and I ain't, we ain't even going to go over. We'll just get to this next week. Because it don't do no good to go to this and, and, and not have the right heart set and not be in this place for the right reasons, my friend. This ain't no obligation. We better understand the, 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 uh, the, 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 the value of the invitation that you have. And that invitation, uh, it, 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 the value of it comes in the fact that God woke you up this morning and that you had a reasonable amount of huff that you could even get up. That's the validation and the value. That, that's the beginning of the value. Because some of us know that uh, we didn't have to be here this morning. And I ain't talking about because of your choice. I'm talking about you didn't have to even be here in this world this morning. Some of us know that. And the ones that don't know that, then maybe we take it for granted. But I, just take my word for it if you can't take nothing else. You didn't have to be here this morning, my friend, because there was many that laid down last night and didn't get up this morning. And that's for real. Have the Lord done anything for you in your life? Have he brought you through anything? Is there anybody in here that the Lord ain't did nothing for? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Well, maybe I should do it the other way because ain't nobody going to raise their hand if you're the only one. Is there anybody in here that the Lord has done much for? And if you know that God has done much for you, then you are the one that he's talking to. And truly, if God ain't done nothing for you, then, uh, then he ain't talking to you. So if you, whether you raise your hand or not, if you uh, are the one that God ain't done nothing for you, then don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because you done already. Yeah, and I don't have no problem telling you, you are through. You have no hope if God ain't did nothing for you. And you don't know it, even. Woe to you, my friend. Woe to you. But for those of us that know that God has done something for us and, you, and, and have even a glimpse or a glimmer of that which he's done, then there's good news. And the good news is that he said that he sent his word that he to heal you, and to deliver you, to heal you and to deliver you. So if you have any healing that needs to take place, and this healing ain't just no, uh, that my arm hurts or that I got a, a bad this or a bad that. This healing is not just uh, about what your physical body, and it includes that, but this healing right now also includes a, the brokenness 
or, or the weariness of one's heart. That if you're going through some stuff that is, is, that is uh, grieving your heart, then God says that I want to heal your heart today. And for those of us that are going through uh, or are bound by some things that we need to be delivered from, then he's talking to you too. And this ain't just uh, drugs and alcohol. See, because some of us is, 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 is bound by bad attitude right now. Some of us are bound and need deliverance from uh, me, myself, and I. So yeah, he wants to deliver you from you know any bad habit. There ain't no doubt about that. But they, see, there's deeper than that. See, because when we talked about this before, <clears throat> many of us didn't 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 hear that God wants to heal me from my contentious uh, heart right now. I'm just going through. It just seems like yo, he just needs you to be true to yourself. That man, everything is just bothering me right now. No matter who says it or what says it, I'm just irritated. He wants to uh, deliver you from your irritated spirit. See, there's some things that God, the deliverance he wants to do starts from the inside. My bad attitude he wants to deliver me from. And today is that day. Today is that day.